0: Priscilla McKinney, host of Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. Jeffrey Hazlett is the primetime television host on C-Suite TV and business podcast host of the Hero Factor podcast on C-Suite Radio. He's a global business celebrity, speaker, best-selling author, and chairman of C-Suite Network, home of the world's most trusted network of C-Suite leaders. Jeffrey is a well-traveled public speaker, a former Fortune 100 CMO, and author of numerous best-selling business books. As a leading business expert, he is frequently cited in Forbes, Success, Mashable, Marketing Week, and Chief Executive, among many other publications. He shares his executive insight and commentary on television networks like Bloomberg, MSNBC, Fox Business, and C-Suite TV. Hazlett is a former Bloomberg contributing editor and primetime host, and he's appeared as a guest celebrity judge on NBC's Celebrity Apprentice for three seasons. He's a turnaround architect of the highest order, a maverick marketer and C-suite executive who delivers scalable campaigns, embraces traditional modes of customer engagement, and possesses a remarkable cachet of mentorship, corporate governance, and brand building. I had a chance to sit down and talk with him on the podcast from podcaster to podcaster. It's pretty amazing. I hope you'll enjoy the show. Jeffrey, thank you so much for being on our show and welcome.
1: Well, it's a pleasure. Thank you. It's always great to be on another podcast, you know?
0: I know. It's like podcaster to podcaster. We're going to just get down to the nitty gritty really fast.
1: Well, and I do two podcasts now. So like yesterday, I did actually three interviews on my own where I'm interviewing guests and um, and then then I actually did another show for somebody else. So it's always fun. I, I, I really get a kick out of them.
0: Well, you mentioned that you did three interviews yesterday. So that kind of, you know, alerts me to the fact that you're kind of a bigger fan of batch processing, too. Do you feel like you come into the office some days ready to say, I want to do several interviews because that's the mindset I'm in? Is Is that pretty typical for you?
1: Yeah, I don't like to do that, uh, to be honest with you, because it, something could come up and you could wipe out the whole day. You know, I am you know, I own a bunch of other businesses. I serve on, you know, like 12 or 13 <laughs> corporate boards. Just a stuff. few. Just a few. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, you know,
1: some could come up like an acquisition or on the front page of the Wall Street Journal, and all of a sudden I got to kill three interviews. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that, that now to rely on my interviews, you know, typically with some pretty big people. Right. You know, and to line them up and get them on again, like you know, I was talking to Phil Collins's wife, uh, mm-hmm. Oriane Collins, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, she's uh, she's had to cancel me twice. You know, and, and nice nice person, I love her and everything. That's just the nature of the business. I don't get too bent out of shape, but if you if mm-hmm. you if you batch them and you got and you and you're out for the day, you've lost three three weeks of shows, right? Oh yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. And you know you know that's terrible.
0: When you had her on the show, did you intro her with a nice like? doo doo do, doo 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 like did you do that I, I should have
1: i did ask her my favorite question of her was she actually had a bad uh accident and lost, and became paralyzed at one point she was a she's a, was a well-known uh karate champion as well and um and she broke her neck and so she oh, was my. paralyzed for months and finally through rehabilitation she finally noticed her little toe move and then eventually worked herself back and i asked her in the interview i said is that your favorite toe you know because, <laughs>
0: You know? so, <laughs> See, you got to yeah. do something different in every podcast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I am. I, they're great people. Uh, Orianna and Phil are really good people. I'm going to go down to their, their gala in, in Miami that they throw for the Little Dreams. And, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and who doesn't like a good Phil Collins song? Right, right.
0: right. And awesome. you could always walk into the event and be like, tonight, tonight, you know. Any. I'm and, full uh, of this stuff, Jeffrey. Yeah, my, my, my,
1: listen, there's no way I'm singing anything. Okay. My, my, my wife is the singer. She was nominated for a Grammy, four Grammys last year. Oh my and yeah, so I, so I, so just so you know, I, I'm sleeping with a Grammy nominated artist, so that mm. helps my street cred, right? Does there, it? Right. Does <laughs> it?
0: There's probably a few other things too. Okay, so before we descend into what is actually real business, let let's continue this this uh, train of thought that we have going on. I wanted to know if anybody has ever told you about a celebrity lookalike alike that you have.
1: Usually, just Elvis before he died.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope before he died. I mean, that would be really <laughs> very macabre. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Um. Well, my whole team came up with one for you. And I don't know if you're a big Downton Abbey fan, but do you ever get Hugh Bonneville?
1: Don't get Hugh Bonneville, but I I am such a huge fan. I've watched that series literally ten times.
0: Well, I'm going to start calling you uh, Robert Crowley now. for, <laughs>
1: for oh, that would <laughs> Earl or Lord, uh, Lord, Lord, Lord Lord Grantham, Lord Grantham. I'm yes. actually I actually met the the lady Grantham mm-hmm. here when I was a host of a television show on Bloomberg. She was oh, in the how studio cool. <laughs> and it's invited me to come spend the night at the Abbey. So I'm looking forward to. Oh, that.
0: very cool. Okay, well, good. I'm glad I gave you a compliment. But in our show notes and in our, our blog recap, we're going to put the side by side and everybody else can determine. Uh, let us know what you think about uh, Jeffrey Hazlitt's, uh, you know, celebrity look alike.
1: Well, he, and Hugh Bonneville, <laughs> he's one of my favorite actors. He was in one of the favorite movies of all time, uh, uh, Notting, Notting Hill. Yeah. He yeah, he was in that movie, and he he played a great character, and I and I love that movie. I love Joey Roberts and Hugh. What's Hugh Grant? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Hugh
0: Grant. Yeah, he does his little Hugh Grantness, you know, with the mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically just being Hugh Grant.
1: <laughs> oh, man, we're, well, we're gonna have fun today. I'm a America. sucker
0: for anything set in London, so you know, I think we're I think we're pretty good there. So, well, we've already kind of uncovered one of my first questions that I wanted to ask you about. Is how much you love being a podcast host and what's your favorite part of that? And I love that you and I already have this, you know, this thing in common where we love to just really get. You know the the real story, just a little bit yeah. more personal, not the rote, You know what are the three questions of how you came to your success. You know, yeah, yeah. So w- who, yeah, what do who you was, love?
1: Who was your favorite? You know, um, uh, mentor. Blah blah blah. Right. I, I don't like that <laughs> stuff. I there's two things. One, I like the podcast of the business. I like that. First of, right. of all, let's be clear. You know, we have a, a hundred fifty show shows uh, mm-hmm. with you know literally six thousand episodes a year. And but I love all that with all we do with C Suite Radio and the, our our network that. I love the business side of that, you know, and the fact that my my shows make me really great money. I get paid for this, and but I tell you what I really like. I like the conversations. Hmm. I really like the conversation. I had one yesterday, uh, Bob Guccione Jr. Now Bob, his father was the founder of Penthouse magazine, mm-hmm. and Bob went on to work in the magazine. Then he went on to run Spin. He re- re- ran Gear. He ran Discover magazine. Now he's doing a A thing called Wonderlust, which is a travel, a luxury travel blog. And and by the way, as a result of the shows, you know, some of these people become very good friends. Mm -hmm. But I really like the conversation. In fact, thirty minutes of you know taping with him felt like it was two minutes. Yeah. And I love those. And, you know, I've had other people like Pierce Morgan on my show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Pierce and I, I like Pierce. He and I were on Celebrity Apprentice together. <laughs> mm, you, know, you were
0: and, on that with quite a few other people. <laughs> yeah, with a, a
1: lot of folks uh, over the years as a judge. But, you know, um, and and but I like the conversations that I have. And they're always and to me intriguing. Gene Simmons is another one that was mm. he was my first guest ever. And he told a story where he almost cried. Wow. and it was a very personal story about him and the fact that when he was like 6 years old and he sold cactus fruit to people stepping off the bus in, in the little little kibbutz in, uh, in Israel because he's Israeli uh, mm-hmm. by birth and his, he took his 92 cents or whatever he made that day and he gave it to his mom and she, she got mad because she thought he maybe had stolen it or something mm-hmm. because he didn't have money and he's 6 years old so where'd you get this money and, and he told her the story and then she said he said I earned it mama, I earned it and he told her the story and then she said oh you're my little man, mm-hmm. and when he said that, he, you you could hear him start to cry, and it was just mm-hmm. like, holy crap, man! <laughs> what you know, Gene? You're not such an ass, you know? <laughs> you know. So boom, it was like one of those, and I like things like that, and I learned. I I've got I've had the guy who makes flour from crickets, you know. Uh huh. Yeah. And then you have you have things that are just just. I had one time I interviewed a guest. He was so bad. At the end, he goes, how did I do? I said, well, it's so bad. I'm not going to use it. Oh, you know, my gosh. Just...
0: I've only had one, Jeffrey, that I didn't use. But it was literally he got on and it was a, a referral from a friend of a friend. And I thought, OK, well, normally I have this whole vetting process that my team and, yep. you you know, you know, Ashley and Jordan and Leighton, they all handle. And so he got through that. And no joke, he pitched himself in the most like slimy uh-huh. way, the whole thing. And it was just like. The only thing I could reflect back on was, Priscilla, four minutes into that conversation, why didn't you just say, and we're out? There was something in me that let me continue to be, quote, unquote, polite or, as I would refer
1: to stupid. i I'll bet you. Well, I bet you that was earlier in your in in the in the uh, of you doing podcasts.
0: Yeah, it was earlier in in doing definitely the interview side of it, and I you know I didn't even blink, and I, there was no way I was putting on on my podcast. But I I reflected back and I'm like Priscilla, from now on, four minutes in, if this is not yeah. a fit, just be done.
1: Exactly, or <laughs> or, or just say that. Hey, right. look, I think you've done enough uh, blatant promotion. Now let's get to the real yeah, stuff. Exactly. You know and, and and I I you know the more you get into it, the better you feel about about your, your, you know, from when you started, mm-hmm. right. From yeah. where you're at, you know, hundreds of episodes later, mm-hmm. it's a lot different. You know, right. I can do them in my sleep, but you know, uh, those kinds of things. But yeah, I had mm-hmm. a guy who just, all he did was say yes, no. Oh, it was God. like, dude, you know, it's like, I asked him a question. He shook his head. Hey, we're on a podcast. This right. isn't a visual <laughs> medium, man. You know, it's like
0: kind of well, you got involved in podcasts really early on, and it's interesting because you you have written so many uh, best selling books, and and you have so much you know uh, uh, so much experience in the business world. But you got into podcasts really early, and I guess one kind of follow up to what we're talking about, what's our favorite part is? What do you think the benefits are that you really saw? What this medium could be very early on and adopted so early. What do you think you, are the benefits you've seen because of that?
1: I got paid for it, so that was the first one. So I was doing it with <laughs> CBS. So that was the biggest thing. I, I will tell you, that's what it was. It was like, oh man, they you know they gave me a studio. I was mm-hmm. there. I was their marquee guy uh, for business. Uh, I helped them attract you know a hundred other shows. That was what I was. I was the bait, you know, for mm-hmm. for for that. So that that was one. But I I like the ease of it. And, and the more I started thinking about how audio is permeating our homes through digital devices and, and everybody walks around with headsets or commutes. So, you know, books on tape were always great for me and always still are. And so I just said, look, this medium's going to catch on. Um, the, You know, the difference I would do, you know, I wish I, I wish I had a show or had done a show that was more serialized or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, I, you, you pick apart some things but i like what i do i now the problem i have sometimes is that um, you know, I done, I've done television, I've done this, I've done that. And I, I kind of get to the point where, man, nah, nah, do, I want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so I had to take a break from podcasts for a little bit to kind of get my, my own personal mojo back. Mostly because I was doing so much other stuff. And I finally said to the team, no, I really want to do this. Let's bring this, let's bring it back and let's start this other one with the hero factor. Mm-hmm. So now I do all business, which is a little bit more hard hitting. And then I do the hero factor, which really talks about how people drive hero cultures and, and, and that one I'm really love because that's more of the passion mm-hmm. uh, that I get to talk about really good stuff and, you know, and why people have the values they do. And it's more about, you know, building character. Yeah. Um, and I like that as opposed to all business, which I, you know, like, how do you make money from crickets, you know, <laughs> uh, you know or, or uh, let's talk about the marijuana business or, oh, my gosh, Google just uh, blew it by, you know, firing this guy who spoke his own mind about women. And, mm-hmm. you know, and he was just saying what he thought was the truth. And mm-hmm. don't you espouse those values or not? So you know, I love those kind of things.
0: You know? Right,
1: right. Well, what? I got to tell you, what time? I actually, I actually threatened to punch a guest on the in the throat. You know, <laughs> I like that one. That was that was one of my favorite ones. Okay,
0: one now how book. do you do that on podcast? <laughs>
1: well, I said, I said, dude, if you this is what the guy said. This was the guy that wrote the uh, the Twitter account. You know, overheard in Goldman Sachs elevator, mm-hmm. which was the snarkiest uh, Twitter thing that you've ever seen, and just just. And then he had a book come out. So I decided, well, yeah, I'm kind of hard hitting. I want to interview the guy. And he said in the interview, get this, Priscilla, he said, women in the financial business, they're basically, you know, tethered goats. I said, what did you just say? Yeah, exactly. Right. Like Jurassic Park bait for, you know, T-Rexes. So they're Mm -hmm. using women is a predatory way of being able to get more business. That's literally what he said. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and, I, and I said, dude, if you were, I said, even though you're downtown and I'm uptown, because we were filming at New, or taping in New mm-hmm. York, I said, if you were here right now, I'd punch you in the frickin' throat. And I didn't say frickin', I used the other mm-hmm. word, um, because I'm fairly graphic and I don't bother. But and, then and he pissed me <laughs> off. That was And I said, he goes, oh, well, that's overstated. He says, you don't understand, that's the market. I said, dude, you, you don't stand behind that. Mm-hmm. You know, own it. Yeah. And and, and and not only that, don't you have daughters? Yeah. I said, you I said, and he said, yeah, I said, you make me sick. But it's and always I, you know,
0: that it's always that retort, which is, oh, that's just the way it is. Kind of like, oh, just be realistic. <laughs> but this is my favorite line from the movie uh, The Mission.
1: Mm-hmm. At the
0: very end, you know, it's just catastrophe upon catastrophe. If you remember that Robert De Niro, he's in it and <laughs> and about the, the battling of the Portuguese with the Spanish over, you know, over South America. And the destruction of the indigenous people, and on and on and on. I find this hilarious. That this this is where we're already at, Jeffrey.
1: <laughs> you, you're digging the movie way out from in the past. Seriously, the because huh?
0: it's so good. At the end, good, this yeah. one priest says to him, he's like, "Well, you know." The cardinal says to him, he's like, "Well, thus is the world," and and he replies back, "No, thus I have made it." Oh. And this, you know, that is the quintessential thing. You know, I think what you're what you're getting at is that when we podcast. And we get people raw. We get people to say the things that are really, if you're a good interviewer, you get them to say right at the top, like, this is what, this is who I am and this is what I see. And then if you're listening, you really hear it. Whereas, you know, if someone sits down and writes a blog or they do a presentation or whatever, you're not really meeting the person you know, in their purest form, and this it's is one edited. thing I love. It's edited. Exactly, it's edited. exactly. And, and
1: podcasts aren't edited. It, it, I love that. But and you, you say that when you say that too, I, I think about a one instance. I had a very, 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 very famous person on my show who said something that could have been uh, really. Uh, it was very off color and, and about about the people of color, and it was very misspoken. And he misspoke and I know the guy and he, and he misspoke and I edited out because mm. I, I just didn't, he, he was referring to a race like gorillas and I'm going, dude, did you just say that? You know, how did you just say that? You didn't mean that.
0: Gosh, I don't and even know if I would edit it out and <laughs> I would, I
1: did because I did because I know he really didn't mean to have, it. Mm. I, he didn't say it, but mm-hmm. it was, it could be interpreted that way. And I just, I just said, no, I'm not going to do that to this person. Right. And, right. and, and I called him and said, mm-hmm. I, he goes, oh, when I said that, I, after I said it, I, I was worried that, you know, and, you know how it goes. Mm-hmm. And so. And um and yeah, because you know you you don't want one second to affect somebody, but uh, as opposed to the guy who really truly believed that women are like tethered goats, right? That, that guy, that guy, there was no, there was no mistake in that, right? You
0: know? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, th- it is something very interesting about this medium. So I called you specifically because I thought, man, who would be better to even talk about this real change in the industry? Um, and I kind of, uh, I kind of think that we could also take the the tack of saying maybe it's not a change in the industry because at this point, um, basically Apple has announced the death of iTunes, and in yeah. some ways you kind of go, okay, gosh, this is this is going to be big. On the other hand, we are kind of everybody goes meh.
1: <laughs> I, I kind of go, eh. yeah, yeah. Look, people are going to find you the way they want to find you. And by the way, talk about the most difficult thing to do: download a podcast from iTunes.
0: <laughs> I you know. know.
1: You know, I I almost, I'm almost ready. I almost have told the team, I said, you know, the the most popular video that we could ever create. And they go, what? I said, how to download a a (laughs) podcast for my team for people who are over 35. Okay. Well, it it would be the biggest thing in the world. Oh, it totally
0: would. And then, uh, you know, uh, it was sometime last summer, um, my team, we were... We were really trying to understand the metrics. Things were not adding up. Things were just not working. And I'm no joke. Do you remember? You, You may not have seen it, but your people would have seen it. The email that actually came out from Apple that said, oh, iTunes is broken. It's been broken for a long time. We have one employee and everybody else is on vacation. So we can't get back to you. <laughs> you
1: know, it's ba- No, if you talk to people there and I know mm-hmm. executives pretty high up, and you know, because when I was a CMO of Kodak, mm-hmm. I used to have to have an executive, uh, executive program. So Steve jobs was my counterpart. So, mm-hmm. So he and I would talk all the time. So I got to know his team because we were always suing each other. I used to have to call him and say F you and he'd say F you back. And it was all those things. Cause we were, you know, at Kodak, we owned all these, uh, you know, the rights, IP rights to, right. to imaging. And of course uh, we were doing a lot of business. We were doing hundreds of millions of dollars with, with Apple. But anyway, I got to know those people, but yeah, as I, as I'm trying to help out my own network yet, yeah, it's, a, and I know them and they won't get back to you. And they, they, they were like, eh, Jeff, forget about it. So I knew the writing was on the wall yeah. before it yeah. And that's why we said, let's go build a network. Let's mm-hmm. go build something that, that is host agnostic, but that gives podcasters great analytics, great insight, and makes it easy for them. And then we, they, with one button, it goes everywhere that, you know, someone wants to listen.
0: Yeah. Well, and I want to talk a little bit more and let you talk a little bit more about the benefits to belonging to a podcast network like yours, like C-Suite, because, you know, just transparency, we are members of C-Suite, yep. you know, network. And so um, hey. obviously, yeah, <laughs> um, but obviously we know what those benefits are, but it, let, let's come back around to that because sure. that's kind of an interesting reason why this change, this major change in the industry kind of doesn't matter if if people have adapted a certain way. And, and in, my, in my feeling it is, if if you have done the things that have been good for your audience all along, which is to put yourself on multiple okay, where go put yourself where your Hallelujah. audience wants to find you, right? Right. Yeah. Go okay.
1: and if you build if you build a baseball field in the middle of Iowa all you, and you know, hope that they you know, build it and hope they'll come, they'll never show up. Go <laughs> to where the people are. You yeah. know, move, move to where the food is. I mean, Sam Kinison was a comedian back in the 80s oh, and 90s. Oh, I remember him, yeah. You remember him? And he used to have this routine about starving people in the desert. He said, you live in a freaking desert. There's no food grown in the desert. Move to where the food is. <laughs> and and that is a podcaster. That's what you have to do. You have to go to where the people are listening. Right. You know, and, and you know, oh, oh, you know, everybody's like, oh, I got on, I got on, uh, on Spotify. Or, oh, I got on, uh, this, or mm-hmm. I got, who cares? Right. I mean, well, if your if your audience isn't there, it doesn't make a difference. You might be on Stitcher, you might be on this one or this one, and 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 while no one outside the podcast in, in industry podcast industry knows, who cares? Your right. people are fighting you. That's the most important.
0: Well, and it's about going and being found where you know where people want to listen to you. But I, there's another piece of the puzzle that I think. A lot of people that aren't really involved in podcasts um intimately don't really think about either. But that's about people finding yours organically and about how Google Play ties into Google ranking. And you know, I think a while back, Google figured out, oh, look at Apple making a huge podcast misstep here. And they stepped in pretty quickly with Google Play and fixed a lot of things. And I don't know if you've noticed, but even in in the Google ranking and indexing the podcast, now you have that nice little actual featured item is the audio. And and I think people don't really understand how well audio is now going to rank in yeah. Google. And, you know, we were saying this years ago about video and making sure you had enough video from your site in order to rank well there. But now the same is true um, with with Google Play.
1: Even more so because now you can... What a lot of people don't know is the algorithms that have been built, the AI that's been right. built around just searching audio. Yes. So used to be, you know, the being able to search keywords and, it, and then it was reverted into text and then it's how you searched it. Now you're going to be able to search audio by typing in the word, you know, like Hazlet or C-Suite or whatever it might be. And it will actually give you the audio clips as opposed to the text from right. the clips. Right, right. Now, when as that happens, and we've been working with a partner in Israel that's been doing that uh, for us. And putting all of our shows on that, they're automatically indexed, automatically done. Well, that becomes a much more uh, searchable, discoverable, which is what you want to yeah, be. You want to be have more discovery. Right. Discovery is the key. That's why you know having a you know a network like C Suite Radio is that we're we are all business. That's it. We're all mm-hmm. all business people with health and so forth. And, and, but you know we even have um, you know one of our big shows is is for Executives. So it's amazing, uh, but it's one of our hot ones and. And real estate investments and even the business of marijuana and so forth and so on. We have all those. And uh, what happens is by being in the family, you find more people you want to deal with or listen to. Right. And that's cool.
0: And I think the the benefit, too, is we've gotten to know a lot of other podcasters. We've been able to reach out to the network and, you know, get tips and tricks and help each other also and maybe make some placements for some interviews that are beneficial for each other, things that are good for each other's show. And, you know, so for us, it's been really great, you know, as well on on that level. Yeah. So the reality is the death of iTunes, that is true, but they, it's not like Apple's not going to be in podcasts. So now it's just going to be an Apple podcast. So basically they're taking all of the iTunes, you know, all of the things you used to find on iTunes from podcasts to, you know, your favorite song or whatever it is. So all the different things that they have here and they're breaking them up into different real estate. So just. Kind of is just an ex- way of explanation to some people who may not have understood what it was that they're doing. It's not like the Apple well, is not going to, you know. Yeah, they're
1: not going away. Yeah, they're just exactly. They're doing it differently. They're finally figuring out. Hey, man, that with, they threw something up. They had old technology for a long period of time. It was archaic and really, really rough to work with. Yeah. And they weren't able to maximize, it, even though they were the, you know, the eight hundred pound gorilla. Um they weren't able to maximize it in the way that that they will in this new structure, and they will they'll come back strong and and they'll be they'll be they'll be the force i mean without question, they still are even though it's amazing, even though the device itself like take the iPhone is only seventeen eighteen percent of the total market Gosh, um but crazy. yet you think everybody thinks, oh, it's apple well mm-hmm. you know. So they do hold a premium for what they do. And so so they're forced to be reckoned with without mm-hmm. question.
0: Well, several years ago, why we came to you, I don't know if this is, you know, if, if you knew this, but, you know, we were really struggling with the stats. They were not good and they oh, yeah. were not reporting back properly. And actually, this was one of the big reasons that drew us to C-suite network and why we were able to connect with you all and and integrate. But, you know, even looking at a third party, um, you know, measurement You know, they were not adding up to what Apple was giving us. None of it really made any sense. And I will add one other benefit, you know, that uh, that a lot of people aren't aware of if you join a a network belong to like a podcast network like C-Suite. And that is that we got access to be on megaphone. So you want to tell us a little bit about that and why why that's so crucial?
1: Well, I said, look, if you got a heart problem, go to a cardiologist and a general practitioner. So, uh, look, you got, a, you got a muffler problem, go to Midas Muffler, not to the general uh, you know, gas station down the corner. So here, as I said, look, what can I do that would put an infrastructure in place that is industry-wide? So I partnered with uh, Panoply, now Megaphone. And and took their engine and we were actually the very first outside network that had ever done that and now allows us to have a real platform where we can, um, you know, advance the the host, advance your show, give you analytics like you've never seen before. I can, I have them up right now. I'm watching my show. <laughs> it's, it shows me uh, oh, how many people are listening right now in India, how many people are listening in Finland, how many people are listening in in, in Cleveland. Um, and you know, and it tells me a little bit more about them. but what more it helps us to index against the devices, which then matches those to uh, advertising. Mm. And so now we have analytics, we have advertising. So now I'm able to place advertising across hundred and fifty plus shows, you know, in a year and a half, a year, and we've been around for a year and a half, and a year ago, you know we were at forty shows. you know right. so now we're at one hundred and fifty, and we're you know every day i we add new shows. So we need more. I needed a bigger scale engine, and I and I wanted to let the, the show host have the same kinds of things that I have. Mm-hmm. And so, whether you're big or small, you, we aggregate, and together we get a lot more. And so then you have the affiliation too. You know, being with us, you have this affiliation. So now you get to say, hey, you're part of C Suite Radio. You get to be part of the network, and so you have a network effect. And so together, you know, you and I are stronger because we're in a big family. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's, that's a pretty smart way of doing it. So, and then last but not least becomes the amplification. I'll guarantee you, I spend more on advertising of your show than you do of yourself. Yay. Hey, (laughs) well, because I'm investing that money back in and I want more people to know, Mm -hmm. you know, so I can tell you we're up 42% listenership since January. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and, but that's, that's as an aggregate. If I were, if it's just one show, well, that's tough. I mean, it's tougher for you to pull that in, but mm-hmm. together we can, we'll have a lot more discovery as we talked about before. And it's said, ampl- amplification as a network. So it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And I've seen that, um uh, that number grow quite a bit this year as even opposed to last year. Um So there are some different things you all are employing because I've noticed a, a difference in an uptick this year. And I do think, you know, it is that focus on discovery that's super important.
1: Yeah, but, you know, I can't control that either, though. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I have people come to me and they say, Jeff, I'm not getting any up, uh, you know, I'm not getting any more listeners. I said, well, that's because your show sucks. You know, <laughs> you know I, I appreciate Nobody it. Nobody wants
0: to hear their baby is so ugly. <laughs> I
1: got it. But, you know, if, you, if you're, if you you know, you're the way in which you present it on your page, the way in mm-hmm. which you do your show notes, the way in which you uh, put somebody's title, you know, if I I'm going to interview the person that's in charge of um, marketing for the U.S. government. He's like basically she is the CMO for the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Now, I could put her name and title. Okay, well, wouldn't it be better to put Trump's picture up there and and then what we're talking about? If I'm going to interview the chair the chairman or head of marketing for what's called the the shot show, which is the biggest firearm show in the country. Do I want to put a picture of Chris? Now, I know Chris. He's a friend of mine. He's a nice guy, but you know he's not eye candy, you mm-hmm. know and 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 not that i I'd say that to him lovingly, and he's a good friend, but i i'm I'm better to put pictures of firearms and talk about you know what we're going to talk about and and not bury the lead. Mm-hmm. And these are little things that you gotta start to understand. and he, you might have the biggest you know affiliation network in the world, But if your stuff's not interesting, yeah, but yeah, as,
0: yeah, a, yeah. as a former CMO of a Fortune 100 company, you know these things. These things are just really pretty basic, you know, to you. But, you, but, but no,
1: you learn, you yeah. learn. I mean, it. You know, I used to put their pictures and do that, mm-hmm. and then I, somebody said that's stupid, and I went, Oh yeah, oh, okay. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> See,
0: there's some humility there. But let me tell yeah. you this: I, I want to hear directly from you because of all the years of experience you have. But uh, you know, we're we're about 200 episodes in here. Coming up this uh, this fall. And there is kind of that, like what you said about, well, make your show good. You know, sometimes I follow certain rules and sometimes I don't because, you know what? It's my show. (laughs) And I I can make it, you know, good and I can choose the people that I want to interview and I can ask the questions that I want to ask. But I know a lot of people ask me, how did, you know, how do they go about deciding whether they should monetize their podcast or not? And I know you and I kind of laugh on one side and go, I'm sorry, what are we doing something that we're not monetizing? (laughs)
1: well you should be monetizing i mean you you might not run ads on it but you should you can be and you should be exactly
0: exactly so let's talk about that because there's a difference you know we you know you can do go with this sponsorship approach where it's like you're you're headed more for a niche thing or getting a sponsorship or where someone's branded it and then there's the ads so talk a little bit about from your expertise what are some of the key questions people need to be asking themselves When they're thinking about, you know, creating their podcast and perhaps even joining C-suite and bringing it there.
1: Well, I think there's a third one. So, mm-hmm. I think you, you highlight two, which I think are great. I think you need to think about what is it that I want to get from the podcast? Mm-hmm. You know, I think you really want to start there first. Now, then based on that, will my audience allow for certain kinds of, of revenue sources? Mm-hmm. And so, intrusive or non intrusive. All right. So, a non intrusive way is you've got kind of a, a semi sponsor, you bring them up every so often. You know, more intrusive way is you actually say, Hey, I need to take a break and talk about, you know, Dunkin' Donuts, you know, mm-hmm. and and one of my sponsors or, or I work in uh, my scotch drinking, you know, so, and then one, I get free scotch and two, they sponsor the show. So, you know, and there's some other benefits that you can do and it's more like lifestyle. So it's, it's less intrusive, but there's a mm-hmm. third one is I tell, especially B2B guys and gals that are out there doing their own shows is think of not so much, everybody wants to do podcasting. They think they're going to have hundreds of thousands of, of listeners or a million downloads or whatever. uh uh-uh. Mm -hmm. Uh -uh, No way. If you're a business podcast and get over twenty five hundred downloads in a month or per episode, I'm going to just high five you because that's the norm. I mean, that's breaking the average. And but the real thing you want to look at is how to monetize that in a way that's good for you. Can you invite people on your show that could be potential customers of you? And so by having that conversation, they see how smart you are. You know, that's a great way of being able to look at it. So that's a, that's my third way is to monetize the guest in a way that's not asking them for money, but you're actually making a connection, a relationship an engagement that goes beyond just uh, a great interview.
0: Yeah, I love that idea. And this is kind of how I use it is I also use it as a way to give something of real undeniable value to somebody that I know, because because a lot of times of their their sphere of influence. Now, nothing may come of it. It's not, I'm not, you know, putting the screws to anybody. I am genuinely doing somebody, you know, a favor of something that is of real value to them, you know, in PR and in hopes that, okay, hey, next time someone has, you know, a question they have about podcasting or a, a question about marketing or some expertise that, you know, where I can speak, into, they will think of me because I've done them a favor instead of me coming to right. people and just always ask, 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 hey, can you do this? Can you introduce me? Or would, can I give you some time to tell, you know, all the things you get on LinkedIn, <laughs> basically. Well, I,
1: I mean, we've, we've actually targeted guests um, for my show, knowing full well, we want to go speak or give a, a keynote at their convention. Right. Um, right. I, you know, I was able to land the IFA, the International Franchise Association mm-hmm. that way, or Or a lot of times I invite, you know, franchise CEOs of Mm -hmm. various big franchises to be on the show. And then they go, oh, wow, we should really have you on our convention. Yeah, (laughs)
0: absolutely. I love that. (laughs) And the other thing is, is that, you know, a lot of times I find that there's people who are in very different spheres of influence from me and they may not be interested in just talking with me, but they're always interested in being interviewed by me. And so maybe in a different, you know, situation, they wouldn't give me the time of day. And I don't blame them. You know, everybody has limited time. They, you know, everybody can use the time the way they want to. But just case in point, you know, I have, uh, you know, I have Jeffrey Hazlett on my podcast. And if I didn't have a medium that would be beneficial to you, you wouldn't have said yes. And instead we get, you know, we, yeah, we, so we get this, we get this mutual, you know, benefit and 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 that's what i think people overlook like it doesn't have to be an immediate um hey there this is the exact thing i'm going to get out of it but there is something about it lending to your gravitas and the importance of your show and also your sphere of influence
1: well it helps it all helps and it's all aggregate and again getting back to going to where the people are and mm-hmm. and making it available so you you know what's what's cool about podcasting is you, it can have not just one benefit but multiple benefits it's multi multifaceted yeah even though it's just audio it's multifaceted in the, in the results that you can get
0: yeah well I, I could talk to you forever I'm gonna I'm gonna I know you have a lot of uh stuff to do today and I want to get back on track uh, two questions so I can end um and my audience would really appreciate this is first of all to give some advice if they're starting out or if they're in the middle and and things are just maybe not quite working out and then the last thing I want to ask you and I'll give you a little time to prep is I mean, who, do you have a list that you keep of people that you are still trying to, you know, get on your show? Is there a wish list somewhere for Jeffrey Hazlett? Just kind of curious.
1: Yeah, there's always a wish list. Uh, I was actually talking to the team yesterday and I actually typed in, I was trying to reach the, the CMO of a franchise mm-hmm. um, that, I'm, uh, that I'm actually an investor in and on the board. Mm-hmm. And then I, but I, I typed in instead of Martha O'Gorman, I typed in Martha Stewart hmm And I, I went, oh, hey, we should have Martha on my on, this, on the show. So now <laughs> – so yesterday we reached out. You know, I have a list and we, we work them, but, you know, eventually I'm I'm so arrogant or cocky enough to believe I'm just going to get – I'm going to get them on.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, so I don't look at it as – it's just it's a matter of timing. And right. That's all.
0: Right. And that's sure.
1: so – so there's nobody I'm afraid of mm-hmm. not trying to get on. I'm still trying to get Trump. I've known Trump for years. I'm still trying to get him on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and there's some others that I would like to do, but, you know, I'll eventually get them. I'll okay. eventually wear them. You well, know, you, you gotta be you relentless. Get, when be you relentless. get Donald on
0: there, let me know and I'll, I'll submit a few questions for you.
1: Hey, trust me. Everybody's gonna know when I have him on, <laughs> you know, he, he won't shut up, you know.
0: Okay. So how about some advice for people yeah. either starting out or really, you know, at the height, you know, just whatever advice you'd like to offer. You're, you're, you have the expertise and I know people would love to hear your thoughts.
1: Whatever you start off with in the podcast won't be what you end up with. Mm. So that's the best thing. You know, when I first started the podcast it was 60 minutes. We're going to do this. We're going to have these blocks of time, just like a TV show. And then I figured out, nah, that's not right. So, so what I tell you to do is do your homework on your audience and what they listen to already and how they listen and try to capture the behavior. And so now I know that the average business podcast is between 22 minutes and 27 minutes. Well, that's pretty nice. That's just good to know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so that's the time in which they either work out the gym and so forth and so on. So do the homework. Find out. You know, I, I got one podcaster where 28% of his downloads come from an Apple Watch. <laughs> That's That's just, I mean, well, with that stuff, I don't know if you looked at your stats, you should look at your stats on where most of your downloads come from, tells you the devices. Mm -hmm. Those are, so that tells me what, if I were him, what's that tell me? It tells me they're, they're working out. Mm -hmm. They're listening to me while they work out. So maybe you want to use some of that language in your, in your podcast to make Mm -hmm. a better connection. Those are the things, that's the little thing. So you do your homework and Mm -hmm. spend some time to really get to know the people you know, and so when people say, hey, I listen to your podcast, I always ask them which one to make sure they're not lying. Mm-hmm. And and then and then I ask them questions about well, where do you listen, how do you listen, What's the what do you like best, what don't you like, mm-hmm. you know. And so things that I thought were kind of dorky, like, you know, I used to do like end of the lesson, like here's what I learned in the podcast today. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, maybe I'll do away with that. But no, that's one of the favorite features.
0: Mm, I love that. You know, here's another benefit that I got once I start, started seeing the, you know, the correct stats through Megaphone. Was really shocking. The third most um, the, uh, downloads by country for our show oh, is yes. Japan. Whoa! I had never been to Japan. I still haven't been to Japan. Okay, I've flown through. But it's funny because I was asked to speak at an uh, Asia Pacific conference last year in Bangkok, and I've been asked back again this year. And it was a part of my process to figure out should i accept this should i go should you know i mean everybody has limited time i can't go speak everywhere you know and what changes you changes. it does it makes you like look at the audience and say if this is who's listening and engaging then i need to be thinking about what kind you know why are they listening to me and what can i provide to them that's of value
1: well, I mean, would well, tell you the same thing. I, the second largest uh, region of the world that listens to my podcast outside of the uh, U.S. and Canada, the second largest, co- the next largest country is India. Well, that mm. changed the way I was talking. I used to talk about, hey, let's go out for a big juicy steak and the scotch afterwards. Well, hell, I might be talking about reincarnated relatives. So now mm-hmm. I talk about, hey, I'm going to go for a bindi. Or or a nice curry and some whiskey because and whiskey mm-hmm. is is the they're the second largest uh, uh, population of whiskey drinkers in the world, mm-hmm. and so that that's led led to a new sponsor. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you learn very well. Hey, mm-hmm. and for those people listening in in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I, yes. <laughs> well, I I have a little list of some people. If you if you know Eric uh, Sprung from the CMO of Nike, it's your oh, yeah. you know yeah okay. yeah. Just you know you can suggest my show. Certainly yeah. if you're if you end up uh, having drinks with Brene Brown, just you know give her a shout out. I have met yes. her. Um, she's really cool in fact my last book think
1: big act bigger um Mm -hmm. was when my book came when that book came out hers was out and they usually bought them together so it was a really kind of a nice uh, really kind of a cool thing that's something to watch oh that would have been when
0: daring greatly came out then
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah. okay cool
1: one more thing for your people Mm because well you put a quarter in you get to go yeah yeah i love it i love it um One of the best things I can tell people, uh, especially that you're you're, going to become uh, some of a celebrity at some level, right? Don't don't speak bad of brands. Don't don't be ill. Don't don't say uh, uh, American Airlines. I've had it with you. I'll never, you know, don't do those things Mm -hmm. in your social media and Mm -hmm. don't don't don't, you know, be a be a voice of change and good uh, of doing more positive things. And, And by the way, you get things for it. You know, I don't write. Bad about brands. It's rare that I'll say something negative about a brand. I, uh, I, you know, I, I'm always positive, and then you know, it gets you upgrades, gets you to me luggage, it gets you this, it gets you that, mm-hmm. and I've just always done that. And and I think you should more people should be like that.
0: Mm, I love that staying staying positive, trying to find the bright spots, um, and and staying curious, right? Because yeah. you know, maybe there's a lot a bigger story behind what you what's actually happening. Yep, totally. Yeah. Cool, Jeffrey Hazlett. Thank you so much for coming on Ponderings from the Perch. All of us here at Little Bird are just are are just delighted to have you as a guest, and uh, and glad that you liked your celebrity lookalike.
1: Well, we got to do this again. <laughs> yeah. Well, from now on, I'm I'm going out to the office right now and make everybody start calling me Lord Lord. Hais- okay. Okay.
0: okay. Okay. Tell them it came from me. They'll they'll never talk to me again. <laughs> <laughs> Like they needed more. Yeah, right, right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate your time.
1: All the best.
0: From all of us here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and happy marketing.